Welcome back to the Blue Hour. You know already what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. One beer on this guy. Um, all right, ready? Welcome to the uh, Blue Hour. We're back. We're keeping that other part. We're keeping that other part. I don't care what you say. <laughs> all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, we should have a fun episode this week. Um, we'll talk about some new enhancements of ChatGPT, what other people are learning and you know, people sleeping on the stuff that we talk about every week when we get on here. Um, I want to kick it off first with, it's called chat GPT or GPT four V, which stands for vision. Uh, you and I both got access to this today with the chat GPT plus subscription, but it allows people to put an image into chat GPT and then prompt and ask questions about the image, which is a, a game changer. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Did you get a chance to use it today yet? I I saw your use case. He had put a screenshot in. I thought that was really interesting. Actually, it's interesting because you took a screenshot of a spreadsheet, and I've been using it with spreadsheets excessively for all of my jobs. I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> but this is um, this is something that I was really hoping to have access on my phone through. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking on my phone yeah. because. I was thinking that, um, yeah, road, uh, custom instructions. I don't, I don't have it on my phone, which is a little frustrating. Um, I don't what think I really you. Like, I don't even think you can enable it. I think when you start a new chat, it just shows up, as long as it's default. It, yeah, but I can't add in a photo here. It just allows me to put in the voice. Yeah, it's interesting. That's uh, weird. Yeah, it's too bad because what I'd like to do is I have this old router that a buddy had given me and he's like a gamer. So what I think I should be able to do is use that router. It's a little old, but I've been waiting to get this feature on my phone so I could take a photo of the router and ask ChatGPT about it. And that's like yeah. the biggest thing I've been waiting waiting to do with it. Um, it's like that's use great. it. There's so many things where like I'm the IT guy in the family. There's so many things where I like sit and read instruction manuals and like things like that. Cause it's obviously not rocket science to figure out how to put these things together or like set up <laughs> something. Uh, it just takes time yeah. and patience. And like, I love that stuff. Um, I've been doing it with my grandma forever and all my family and all like, people make fun of me constantly. Even where I, even some of the partners where I work, they make fun of me, like, Oh yeah, the data guy, give, give him the, mm -hmm. they don't know what I'm using. I don't even know I'm using code interpreter for it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's great. So I'm really looking, that's one of the big things I've been looking forward to is like the ability to scan things or take photos of things and ask it how to do something. And the same thing it did for the bicycles where, but yeah. we just know enough about bicycles. We don't need to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But, I'm excited. There's a, when I walk up the stairs in my house, I can see under the front door, there's like a little light, like there's going to be a breeze or like a drift. I want to be able to take yeah. a photo of that and be like, what are all the ways that I can stop this with my front door uh, so that yeah. a bunch of cold air doesn't come in in the wintertime? Um, it's a it's a wild thing that I hadn't even really been thinking about as far as like AI is pretty awesome as is. I didn't I wasn't like worried that it didn't have eyes. But now this is like the first step towards an AI that like I just took a screenshot of a spreadsheet and uploaded it and i said you know can you do some data analysis and break down what's happening here and it'll do it it does a really good job of combing over the photo describing what's in there and then taking what's in there and using the reasoning engine that's pretty fucking amazing and giving yeah. you <clears throat> feedback or things you can do and i think for me that opens up like a wide world of 
like I can take a picture of a plant in our house and be like, Hey, how can I best take care of this so that I don't kill it? Cause I kill every right? single plant. Yeah, and, man. That's like, I said that to my, to somebody I'm very close with who really struggles with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing, I mean, just simple things like that, that the information is normal. There's a few steps of friction that it takes to get that information that you have to work for. And that friction's almost gone. <laughs> like yeah. literally a picture sent to your computer and then typing in a few words and you get, all you have to do is read. <laughs> it's all right there. Um, yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's parts of cars you could take a photo of and be like, Hey, what's happening in this part of the car yeah. and how can I fix it? Just one of those things that like, you know, working on cars seems you have to go read an old book to figure out or like yeah. sift through YouTube channels and shit like that. Like now uh -huh. that you have access to doing stuff like that, um, anything you want to fix, uh, it's very exciting for, I think. Definitely. Yeah. There are two that I think of, like my car has a leak consistent leak for the, the automatic steering fluid. And so I like constantly refilling it after drives and it took me a long time to figure out what that was and that that shouldn't be leakable. It should be a closed loop. And I had to watch so many disparate shitty YouTube videos and then also read the manual, which I have, you know, like things like that. And then also on my motorcycle, I had to replace the battery not long ago. And that was a little bit of like a, I was moved out of my apartment and I was like ready to go <laughs> on like a three hour ride. And I was like, shit out of luck, like completely had no idea what I was doing. I'd never replaced a motorcycle battery before. It would have been, and then I got back with the battery and I had to then like figure out which connection goes to which side without really knowing because I didn't wire the bike to begin with and the guy who did didn't color code. And so it would have been so much easier <laughs> and much less stressful and scary. <laughs> yeah. So just to like figure it out that way. Oh my gosh, would have been great. I know. It's cool, man. I'm excited. I think I'm gonna I'm looking to buy a car here in the next few months and it'll be fun to like take a picture of a car or even copy it off the internet and be like, Hey, can you search the internet and tell me whether or not I should pay this much for this car? <laughs> like That's I can hypothetically do that with a good link. Um, but things like that, I think people don't realize yet the impact that AI will have on their life. And that is one that's slowly creeping up and it's going to be kind of a game changer, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. I think it's as cool as the whisper tech that they had bought, which is like you talking to it, which is everyone knows if you've listened, how much I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I really, really like that. And so I think this is just as cool, but different. It's a completely different use case, but just as powerful. Yeah. It's amazing. The, the, like there's so much awesome stuff being shipped by the team at OpenAI. It's amazing. Yeah. That's wild, man. Seriously. So cool. yeah, on to the next. soon it'll be video. I mean, you'll be able to put video in there one day or even live stream video to chat GPT and have it give you, you know, whatever, <laughs> which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's crazy. They've, uh, yeah, the past few weeks for AI have been big or at least for open AI. They've got some cool yeah. stuff. There was a talk at the all in conference. They did it like a month ago. And they had some guy come on for 10 minutes to talk about um, creative applications of AI. It's not open AI specifically, but using prompting to create um, movies. And he had created yeah. like a Harry Potter based on high fashion or something. And everyone's like super gaunt and like really, really <laughs> narrow faces. And like, it was really, really crazy looking. Um, yeah. 
things like that. It was really, really interesting. And apparently, I think that there's, I think we had spoken about this like months and months and months ago, but the ability, like if we have kids someday or you have somebody you're trying to explain something to or something like that, you can tailor a story to them. You can like tell a classic fable, um, but customize it for this person. And like that obviously yeah. is fun. And that's like what makes somebody cool and creative, right? So you want to be able to do that yourself, but also maybe you don't have the time, maybe there's this or that. This allows you to also scale that. You can do it every single day, you know? I think that it's yeah. uh, pretty incredible that you can have like customized multimedia in the not so distant future as well. It's pretty cool. It's wild. Also, there's been talk over the last like week and a half that OpenAI is working with, I think, Johnny Ives, who is one of the like legendary designers of the iPhone and at Apple. And I think Steve Jobs used to pay him like $32 million a year because he was like, there's not another guy or designer like this, but for wow. kind of an, a physical AI that you could have on you almost similar. I, I think we've talked about her, the movie, but you haven't seen, but it's basically walking Phoenix with like a personal AI assistant. That's phone size that he keeps in his pocket at all times and wow. like interacts with, but it seems like they, there's at least talks to build some sort of tool and potentially with the creator of the iPhone, one of the most like prolific products of our time uh, yeah. to create some sort of AI product, which would be wild. Would it replace a phone, do you think? Is that the is that sort of like the assumption? I don't think so. I think it would be more I mean, I don't think you would get calls and texts on it, but I think it'd be a way to I don't know what you'd need it for, honestly. Like if it replaced the, the phone, like about. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of there I think that there's something behind if they replace the phone, they can make the experience a lot better. Because this is like a medium for apps. Like it's just like it's a, it's pretty much like an interface for apps, right? So like I've got yeah. all these different apps. They don't really interact with one another. They're all separate and siloed. Like if I want to play Spotify music, but I'm in Google Maps, like I can't. And even with Siri, you can't really do that like effective, yeah. like effectively and easily. It's, but if we had everything that was sort of like completely and totally, if they just made it all on one language, large language model, if it was all interactive, if it was all interactive with one another, that would be so much more useful. I would pay an arm. I would get rid of this today yeah if they had that as an option 100%. i mean do you really need phone lines and phone towers anymore for phone calls it's like if you can connect to the internet can you not communicate yeah. with everybody you normally would which yeah. i feel like phones are probably designed with a lot of like just making sure that they work as phones and they've yeah. slowly become more and more like computers but maybe this would be more like a computer or communication yeah that'd be wild if we saw the phones start to die off so cool. Yeah. Also, I just yeah. read today, I didn't really read into it, but there was something about Elon saying that Starlink is going to now be also a cellular network. And so there's going to be the ability for people to, to like connect to Starlink satellites on their phone and never, ever, ever go without being connected. So you will have a connection everywhere. It's going to save lives is what he was really presenting it as. But for me, I think yeah. about like being on a boat or being in the middle of fucking nowhere, which is a place that we, and oftentimes we don't have our phones on us when we go in places like that. But like yeah. the ability, if you get hurt somewhere, like my, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was in, I was on a surf trip, a pretty remote area. And like, a, it was like two planes to get there. And then you took a boat for 30 minutes to get to the Island where we were staying for a couple of weeks. And my brother got hurt. A, a thin on the bottom of a surfboard hit him in the shin really hard. And it <laughs> was bad. And he needed some stitches and none of us have sutures or know really how to do that. And so we, it was like 10 o'clock at night. We had just eaten dinner. We were having some beers, which is probably pretty silly. And we're like, 
mm, we got to go to the hospital. And so like, but we couldn't call them. And so like, we had to like take a boat there and then like showed up and like our Spanish is okay, but not great. And he forgot his ID and all this stuff. So like if we didn't have access to, there was no cellular service where we were and like, it's kind of a thing about it. So it would have been nice to be able to call somebody and be like, is this really actually, do we need to do that? And, or even just video time, you know, FaceTime with them. Um, we have a buddy yeah. who's a surgeon who could have helped, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like the ability to have connectivity when you need it could be really, really helpful. Even in the Peace Corps, where the village where I lived, there was no service at all. And so I'd have to walk quite a ways to like watching the phone. And then I eventually figured out where I could get service. And that way I could make phone calls every once in a yeah. while. Um, but have the ability to have it there. That was, that's like, that changes, that saves lives. Like I was sick yeah. with malaria as like a Mazungo, as <laughs> like a white guy. So it didn't really matter. People get really sick with other things and like it's much more important. But like, at that time, I had to call the Peace Corps Medical Office. I couldn't, like, I couldn't walk to that tree because I was so so not feeling well. Um, and so it's just, uh, yeah, I think that re- that would be really really interesting if that actually comes to fruition. <clears throat> yeah, be fun, man. We'll see. Dude, Starlink is a crazy so idea. Cool. A bunch That's of satellites amazing. up there. You could get internet anywhere. Oh uh, my gosh, I'm a yeah. huge believer, dude. I, our mutual friend. <laughs> money uh he got it for his pops on his houseboat and yeah. it's amazing the quality is incredibly strong there's a moment where the satellite because it, it what the antenna does is it follows the satellite through the air and then it scans back and then it starts again and there's yeah. like a moment where there's like a little bit less service but he said that it's consistently very solid uh megabytes of of, of uh the ability to have video calls and even with it doing that thing he's able to continue on video calls for work from the starlink connection so wow. pretty cool. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. I mean, I somebody was talking to me about Elon the other day and they were like, he's going to mess up Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it now. Uh, but I was like, the, the way this dude runs companies and products is clean. He's got it's good amazing. ideas. Yeah. So I wouldn't sleep on, I wouldn't sleep on X yet. Dude, I I mean, what is there to dislike? It's a it's a cesspool to begin with. Like, it's not like he made it a cesspool. It just is a cesspool. Like, all these apps. Like, I find myself on Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I get it. Yeah, I, you know, this like makes oh, me so insecure. And also, yeah. it's just like a serious waste of time. I just watch waves like 45 minutes <laughs> sitting on the toilet. It's such a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. it is like I say that I have access to like some of the greatest minds in AI because there's a whole AI side of Twitter. We can actually yeah. pick up good conversations and see stuff and hop into people's true. comments or direct message them, which is something that you never would have imagined being able to do pre Twitter. Just like freaking, Oh, I can something I write could get seen by the CEO of open AI or something like that is crazy. Yeah, I know it is. I love that democratization of like, like it, it, it also is, uh, there are some things I've seen recently. He seems to be a very, um, it doesn't have to be, we don't have to make this about Elon. I don't mean to make it about Elon, but it's so funny how controversial he is. And it seems as though the most controversial thing about him is like his freedom maximalism, which is like the kind of the <laughs> most patriotic and like American thing you could possibly do. So it's like so weird to me that people hate him. And it's like, what a meme. Why would you, why? Like he's, he's certainly yeah. a troll, but like he's a freedom maximalist and he wants everybody to be able to voice their own opinions which i think is a good thing like i understand that not everybody likes everybody else's opinion and that's fine you don't have to listen yeah. but ultimately they should be able to say it i don't think that's an issue um yeah but apparently that's radical <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know man 
we'll yeah, see how it goes. Right. I'm excited to see how the platform goes. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. yeah. Should we talk about uh, the other thing? Yeah. Hit me. Hit me. The we got a very, very close friend of mine reached out and he was saying, he asked me, we had like a few days last or two weeks ago, we were able to hang out a lot, which is amazing. It was very unexpected. He doesn't live in town anymore. And um, we were talking a lot about um, some stuff like what Eric's built and how I've been helping out and stuff like that, how exciting it is. And then also how useful these tools are for me and how I use them. I've mentioned this many times. I use it for work and in, in distilling data. I get a lot of disparate retailers sending me spreadsheets that have very little information in them, but they reference other spreadsheets that are just like not there. They don't give them both to you at the same time. It's almost like they want it to be difficult, but I'm able to then input them both into ChatGPT. And I've now gotten it to the point where I copy and paste pretty much the same prompt every single time because it's so detailed. It explains what it is that I want for it to do. So it combines them. It then checks for duplicates. It makes sure that the like the store number is assigned, and then I want to have columns that include the city and the zip code, so we can do geo marketing and things like that. And it's astounding how I like. It's easy to take it for granted. It's very easy to take it for granted. Um, so yeah. he had asked me. I woke up to a text from him this morning saying, "Oh, what? Or maybe it's last night. What language models do you use? Like, what which tools do you use?" And I was like, "Honestly, I really just mess around with ChatGPT plus because." It allows me to use this thing, code interpreter. I don't think they call it any, that anymore. But um, do you know advanced what it's called? Data ana- I think it's advanced data analysis. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, what it effectively is doing is writing things in the back end with Python and like just, just murdering the game with Python. It's so cool. But uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's so cool. But the so I was like sort of explaining, it and he's like, "Oh yeah, well I'm not really, you know, I've been using ChatGPT three, and I was like, well, I think it's three point five, but like even with that, you can't use Code Interpreter, and you can't use any of the beta features, and the latency, it, you can get slower responses. Also, the model's not as strong as the fourth, yada yada. And I was just like trying to explain it, and I was like, you know what, I'll just send him some of my chats because they came out with that shareable feature. So I shared with him one where I'd done data analytics. I shared with him one where I was using Bing, the plugin, so that I could access the internet. I shared with him a whole bunch of them, um, some creative ones, like getting things written in other people's voices. I think I'd use the example of Carl Sagan last week, but um, I sent him those three examples and then I had a call and then I came back to him and to the text thread. And in that 30 minute window, he had signed up for ChatGPT plus and had already like <laughs> gone in really deep on the app. And he's like, I love that I could talk to it and change its voice. I was like, yeah, dude, it's amazing. I'm so yeah. glad you checked it out. Yeah, so we have a new converted ChatGPT plus user this morning that's 100% attributed to me. <laughs> there you go, dude. That's crazy though. Like, I think actually seeing, most people just aren't experiencing what they can do with it in their day-to-day lives. It's, yeah. It's like the 99% of people probably didn't really dig into chat GPT that hard. And meanwhile, everybody else is just like the few amount of people who actually care and are, you know, tinkering around with it or doing things that they'd never be able to do, like build an app <laughs> that yeah. gets a shit ton of users um, or there these do advanced things, data analysis. Yeah. Exactly. Like it makes me look like a data analyst, and my team literally thinks that I'm a data analyst. I technically am one, I guess now, because I'm able to pull these reports and do all this crazy reporting. But like, yeah, they have no idea how I'm doing it. They've never asked. Um, but I, I'm, you know, it doesn't really. I don't think they'd be upset yeah. with me. I know that they wouldn't. Who cares? The the the, yeah. the output's amazing. Like the the we're able to glean insights in a in a fraction of the amount of time that we might have, to, and also cost that we'd have to pay somebody. Um, yeah. 
which is amazing. I, I can't believe how much of it, it makes it makes me look like a stud. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really really fun. It should be but a also, tagline for him. Yeah, I've actually been saying that a lot. Like a stud. Yeah, makes me makes me oh. a stud. Um, <laughs> but the um, 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 what the fuck was I going to say? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I just do think that it's like a little bit theoretical, and it's hard to imagine like the use cases until you get your hands dirty a little bit, and even then, it's like. I'm not getting the outputs I want. And that's where prompt perfect comes in. Cause you don't have to have a good understanding of what prompt engineering is. You can just yeah. plug in whatever it is that you, you know, whatever it is you're thinking when then let the, the plugin itself, you know, optimize that for you, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. So simple. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, I, I was at the, the prompt engineering conference was today and I said, I wasn't going to talk about it cause it was like five hours. But one thing <laughs> is like, there's all these tools, like people are building all these very advanced tools for people to do crazy stuff. And like, that's, I think some people who are in the industry would like look at a prompt perfect. It's like, that's so basic. Like, why would I use that? I use chat GPT all day and I'm, I'm great. But like, you know, that's a, it's built for people like this guy, you know, like yeah, people exactly. who, yeah, who are either used it, didn't find it that powerful and then are coming back and exploring and it's like shepherding, you know, I think there's so much value in people actually getting good outputs from ChatGPT because it's easy. It's just an extra little step. Um, and all you have to do is like learn a little bit and play around with it and like figure out it's a different way of communicating really yeah. than yeah. searching Google or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is like something that we're so familiar with and have been familiar with. But I think a lot of people are used to and continue to do. But I do think that there's this massive efficiency gain that's it's a very different tool. And so you won't use it for all the same applications, but like I find myself defaulting to using ChatGPT for a lot of things that I wouldn't have in the past. And I don't, and I think that still there's this massive, massive misunderstanding from folks who think that it's really just this, uh, like it's an omniscient Oracle that's like, you can just query it, whatever you want. And it's going to give you an answer, which is really not the, it's a, we, we say it a lot. It's a reasoning engine and to use it as such, I think is the most powerful way, obviously. Um, but like little things like the ability to understand what a, like a SaaS leader or a SaaS VC, like David Sachs is an example of one who's, who like writes a lot about SaaS and, and the metrics that he looks for and things like that. I oftentimes am double checking my own work with understanding the books for Prompt Perfect and trying to get his feedback without actually speaking to him, right? So like the ability to have conversations with people like that not technically like literally having conversations with him, but I'm asking it to query the web for his sorts of understanding and what it is that he prioritizes and looking at organizations that he's potentially going to invest in or that he's been a part of. And then it's providing me with that. And then I can query it based on the information that's given me. Like, why is that important to him? What is it that's missing here? Why does, you know, is it better to have that liability as you spend it? Or is it better to have, you know, you know, when you recognize that revenue, like how, I don't know, there are a lot of different things with SaaS businesses that he knows a lot about. I don't know so much about, and this allows me a bridge between those two knowledge sets. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. Girl. Pretty amazing. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Love it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, uh, I don't know about you, but it, it's breezy outside and I got this thing on and I feel like, the only thing that'd make me a little bit more comfortable is the possibility of maybe just a hot take. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. What do you have? Tell uh, me, tell me, tell me. My hot take, I already talked to you about this, but uh, I've been getting into watching sports based solely on the <laughs> fact that there's actually an episode. I was watching this documentary called Wrexham uh, FC, which is on Hulu. It's about uh, two celebrities buying 
like a, a football club or a soccer club in England. And oh, yeah. they did a whole episode that's basically a documentary on how guys and men use sports as like a way to communicate with other men and be friends. <laughs> and I was like, that actually makes sense to me. And I've been liking watching soccer. Um, so I've been watching more sports and it's been fun. There's the MLB playoffs. I was a Braves fan growing up. I didn't watch them for like 14 years, 15 years. And now I'm back, yeah. baby. <laughs> that, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I just started watching the TV that. and being like, what the hell? Yeah, crazy. That's an out. What the hell? <laughs> Try goes to the runner, man. You um, call that a strike? <laughs> um, yeah, I miss baseball. I was just talking about that with somebody else. But yeah, I like that take that it's uh, <laughs> like a time where men get to talk to each other. It's kind of funny and yeah. weird. Um, it's weird. Honestly, it's still a red flag for me. People are like, what are you doing? Like, oh, what are you doing? Sunday? It's like, watching football, obviously. It's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's me still like kind of a meme. Um, I don't know if I'll forget uh, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. I'll be chiller. Yeah. That seems like a, a massive waste of time. Um, hot take. Oh, yeah. Uh, pool, billiards is fun. Pool's fun. Pool's always fun. Mm -hmm. Pool's like a universal language in a lot of places. It's like chess in that way or smiling or laughter. Like you can do it in any language. Pool is very fun. I really like playing pool. I, yeah, yeah, I played pool last night with a very good friend of mine, and ah, so fun, dude. It's, it's there's nothing more satisfying than hitting like back to back to back good shots and like or yeah. winning without letting anybody else get a turn. There's something about pool that's just so fun. <laughs> Love pool. So yeah, that's my hot I take. dig it too. Yeah. Nice, dude. Love it. <clears throat> awesome. All right, cool. Another week down, and shout out to Josiah Soren, and we will be back next week with all the newest and greatest, latest and greatest. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good, man. See you all, all right, then. Sweet. Yeah, well done. Ciao.